0: Do you know more about Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do! If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV news, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. Come along with me, your host, Katherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody! Second episode... Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) Anyways, I want to say a big thanks first off for everybody who followed, who listened, who said they liked it, and um, just took the time to like check out the podcast. I know most people don't listen to Sister Wives, And most people hate reality tv but knowing that I had some people actually genuinely listen to it and enjoy it then leave comments and like and follow my page or just message me really 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 means a lot just to see people genuinely care and show that they really like something I'm creating and that just just means a lot so thank you and I hope you keep listening and enjoy it so I won't keep harping on and you know all about that, but just know, when you're listening, I really appreciate it, and and you just warms my heart up. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, it's Labor Day weekend, I think I may, it may rain, but I might go sit by my apartment pool, we'll see. Anyways, I hope everybody's having a nice time on their long weekend, if they get it, I'm sorry if you don't, and yeah, just be enjoying yourself. Fuck the man, you know we all deserve an extra day off of work. <laughs> okay, let's do this. So first off, I wanted to just do—I wanted to first talk about um, some scripted TV I've been watching and that I've been liking, and wanted to kind of throw out into the ether for other people who don't like reality TV but are always looking for another good show to watch. So I started watching Girls, which is an older show. Uh, sorry just burp there. Um if everybody remembers Lena Dunham, that name. Ah. So we all can, you know, consecu consensually consensually, Jesus. Collectively say Lena Dunham sucks. We all know she has for a long time. But unfortunately Girls is is a very good show. <laughs> kind of all the characters are unlikable and terrible, especially Lena Dunham's. But um, I've been enjoying it. It's on HBO and so it's and I, I've been interested in reading the commentary and stuff that came at the time of the show coming out back in 2012 and stuff, because I I didn't have HBO at the time, so I didn't really watch it, and it didn't really seem like something for me at that time, but now... As I've gotten older, I've kind of been like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it. And I, I heard some other people say it was good and kind of like a problematic fave of theirs. <laughs> so the other one um, is House of the Dragon on HBO, you know, the prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, it's been good so far. Um, you know, your typical nudity at every scene, bloodshed, gore. Old men having sex with twelve-year-olds—you know, just typical Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> um, but it is a good story. It's—it's it's, you know, right up that vein and sticking to the the themes of Game of Thrones. And it's the prequel story to the Targaryens, if that means anything to you. Uh, and it's—it's it's been very good. Um, the only criticism I have is that Matt Smith plays Damon Targaryen, and he looks like a fucking elf. He looks like he just came from uh, doing some sort of reading for Lord of the Rings and then was like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta film House of the Dragon after this and I don't have time to change. So, eh, eh I'll, I'll take that. And then the last scripted show I've been really enjoying is Industry on HBO. And it's about uh, interns at this very prestigious London financial bank trading thing. What's funny is I don't understand about 95% of the, uh, dialogue in it because it's all about we're trading 50 at 30 and we're going on bonds and blah, 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 a bunch of financial jargon. But the story is so riveting and it really gets you sucked in. Obviously there's lots of sex, lots of drugs, lots of, you know, ethically wrong decisions being made, rich people. So it's good. I, I really enjoy it. Um, think i'm on the second season now there's just one and a half seasons out and it's very good i love the um main cast in it and their names are fucking escaping me right now so sorry about that <laughs> but it's on industry and or i'm sorry it's on hbo it's called industry very very good so now let's get into the goods the reality tv some things some news i heard uh, Lindsay and Carl from Summer House, that fucking couple, bleh, they're engaged, okay, I, like, we weren't expecting that, because they literally post every five fucking seconds of them, like, aren't we so fun? Aren't we loving? Aren't we amazing? It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Um, I just don't like Lindsay, I think she's, it, it, and that's kind of an unpopular opinion with people in the Summer House fandom, I think Lindsay's over the top, I think Lindsay knows she has a camera in front of her face, this whole don't get me activated shit, make me a sandwich, how many sandwiches have you made me shit, it's like, okay, we get it, you just wanted to create a merch store. Ugh. Carl, I actually have come to like a lot in his sobriety journey, it seems like he's really kind of working through stuff in his life and trying to be a better person, and frankly, I don't think Lindsay is helping that, but what the fuck do I know? Anyways, and then another engagement announcement from the Teen Mom world, Teen Mom 2, specifically Leah. Leah Messert, Sims, Calvert, Messer, again, and her boyfriend, Jalen, are now engaged uh, a couple weeks ago, and this is so fucking funny, because they sold the story to People Magazine, which, sure, whatever, probably helped pay off that big ass engagement, for that big ass engagement ring, and they... Released the fucking photos before she even like told her kids. <laughs> oh, Leah, Leah, always. Hey, get that bag. Get the bag. Um, and it's it's just kind of funny. Like it was very obvious their engagement was like a a whole ass like influenced plan influencer planned type of like. Jalen, you know, is loving the Instagram engagement, so. Uh, it's just it's really funny to see all that play out and when I read that like her kids hadn't even known yet and they (laughs) released the people magazine story I was like Leah you know like they say on the show she's always keeping her guard up you know it's hard for her to let people in even though she's been married three times and or well will be married three times and pretty much always is letting a new boyfriend into her house to live with her she's still guarded okay guys she's guarded (laughs) um and then the last bit of just reality tv news that i heard about well i will not call myself news by any means because i don't need diana jenkins coming and giving me a cease and desist like she's doing with the other reality tv podcasts (laughs) (laughs) that's another thing in um there's a real housewife of beverly hills diana she has been sending out cease and desist to much bigger much more popular podcasts because they are like making fun of episodes and stuff that she's on, claiming that they're, like, defaming her. And I'm like, oh my god. To have that much money and time. Like, ugh. But anyways, so the other little bit of news before I get into the catfish stuff. uh, Both couples from Love is Blind Season 2 announced their splits in the same week. So (laughs) I'm a little curious about the timing of that. Love is Blind after the altar season two is coming out i think like the 16th or something and i'm really really interested to see like that play out i'm also i don't think we'll ever find out well maybe we will if someone does like a tell-all like was there a contractual amount of time they had to stay married did you know because it is interesting they both announced within a week of each other that they were getting divorced and I think the same week two of them released podcasts it's a podcast we're just we're hemorrhaging podcasts in this world aren't we (laughs) so yeah i'm i'm interested about that Uh, (laughs) what a shocker the couples from love is blind don't actually make it i will say though um lauren and what is his name oh my god Lauren Speed and her husband. He's the tall, white, kind of gumpy guy. He was a scientist, and they lived in Atlanta. Cameron! Cameron! They are still together, and they look like they're thriving. I think they just celebrated their four-year anniversary. So that's great for them. Um, but I am, I am just kind of like, Wow! Didn't see that coming, huh? With the, the season two cast. And I think behind, or after the altar is is probably going to be good. It looked really good. I was honestly like, fuck Love is Blind, let's just keep a show following these people now. So, you know, give me a call, Netflix. Like, I'm over here just spitballing ideas for you. I could be making you millions. Just come at me. Alright, let's get into the Catfish. The first episode ever of Catfish. I thought when I was think- coming up with ideas of what to do for episodes, I Catfish came to mind. Kitty, stop it. Sorry, my cat is scratching at something. He's always trying to be a menace. But um, I was thinking of things that would be really fun to talk about. And Catfish came up. And it's one of those reality TV shows. Everybody knows what it is. It's very formulaic, so you know kind of the A to Z part of the show every episode. And the first episode of the first season ever, Sunny and Jameson, it's just so good. It's really, really... And there's been plenty of other crazier, more absurd episodes of Catfish that have come out. I mean, don't even get me started about the guy who truly believed he thought he was talking to Katy Perry. <laughs> but this one is really fun because it just is a nice capsule of ridiculousness in catfishing. And really how absurd it is that people believe some of this shit. But also giving an understanding of like, well, maybe it's... I, you can see I'm going into this trying to be sympathetic to Sonny, but it once I start explaining shit and you remember what this girl believed, it, it's gonna be hard. So um, as we all know from the history of catfish, Neve was catfished himself. That's where the movie came from, following him going to meet uh, a woman who actually was from the UP of Michigan. Shout out to the mitten. Well, actually not the mitten, her, her best friend. Upper Peninsula <laughs> and it was a documentary that followed Neve and his story of of finding out that who he had fallen in love with online was actually not the person he thought that he was talking to and fun fact Neve did not coin the term catfish it was actually I think the husband of the woman catfishing him who came up with this idea it was was like described it as like you think you caught a big fish, but it then turns out just to be a bottom feeder, like a catfish. And from there, that kind of brought the term catfish into what it is and made it literally a term. I think it's in the dictionary now as like a a slang type of term for things. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. We all know that. And so then we created, um, Catfish the TV show and I remember when this came out being in college and and one of my friends we were sitting outside of our building and she was telling me about it and she's like and you're not gonna believe this girl believes this and that and I remember I was just like chain smoking my cigarettes going like I can't believe this this is absurd there's no way and I had to watch it immediately and it was it was so good. So let's get into the episode. It starts off always with the the introduction and, you know, showing Max and Neve kind of playing around with their audio equipment and that type of shit. So then we, Neve goes on his laptop to do an initial Skype with the first victim. I mean, (laughs) more like a, you know, the person he's wanting to help. And so that's when we meet Sunny, who is a 21-year-old girl or woman and a nursing student from Arkansas. So (laughs) just to get a little judgmental, i you know get big sorority bar star game day girl vibes from her she's got bleach blonde short uh like chin length hair always wearing a linen dress you know she definitely puts on her daisy dukes and some cowboy boots to pretend she likes football you know just good old arkansas shit. so she explains to neve that her boyfriend of eight months jameson And her talk on the phone all day. They send texts, lovey dovey messages, all that. They've even talked about marriage. And we see some pictures of Jameson, and he's very conventionally attractive. He's tall, very athletic, fit, nice strong jawline, great teeth, you know. So very much a model type. And of course, though, everything, you know, every time they try and meet up, something comes up. So she is ready to. You know be done with the guessing game and and meet this man of her dreams as she calls him so then when neve is asking more about him sunny sell tells him that he's a model in la so you know he's always on the run and she doesn't think that jameson is dating other girls but they've never skyped and when neve asks why sunny or i'm sorry when neve asks sunny why um they never really did she goes? I never really thought about it. <laughs> I'll be honest; it doesn't sound like Sunny thinks about much, so um, it it just makes me laugh and it <laughs> reminds me of my sister is a nurse and she used to joke about how there were girls in her nursing class that you could tell they were only there for their MRS degrees <laughs> and not an actual RN and I get I get that vibe from Sonny. And I can, uh, we'll see why later on. From there, Neve is like, we're coming to Arkansas. We're going to see you. Clearly, he's still green and thinks that like this may actually be true love. <laughs> and could be a good ending. You know, or he's putting on a positive face for the show. You know, it's, it's early on. He's trying to be positive and make the world think that catfishing isn't as big of a thing that it actually is. They get to arkansas and they arrive to sunny's apartment she lives in a, in a you know standard what looks like a off-campus college apartment i am curious though when they walk into her living room right in the middle of her living room wall it says SLC, and i'm assuming that's her initials because i say her name is sunny cross but i'm like do you have roommates because it looks like she has roommates in that apartment based on like how many doors and shit are there and i'm like is that a, soror- like, I'm thinking Sigma Lambda Chi, but you would probably put, like, the Greek letters on So I was like, does this girl just have, like, her initials on the wall in her apartment? Or maybe she lives by herself. I don't know. But <laughs> that's the type of shit I, I noticed. Anyways, we see when they come into the apartment that Sunny has bridal magazines out. Uh, after eight months of talking to Jameson, she is all in. She wants to marry the guy. She wants to have his babies. All of that type of stuff. This is another little fun part that Sunny brings out when they're talking at her apartment, is that Sunny's sister, Summer... I want to meet their mother. Like, (laughs) Sunny and Summer. Her sister, Summer, was on... was friends with Jameson on Facebook, quote, a few days before Sunny was, according to Sunny. And then Sonny added him and started talking to him. And the first conversation they had over the phone was three hours and twenty five minutes. Which, you know, that's wow. I you know, there's you don't do that a lot except when you're like early, early in a relationship with somebody. At least that's what the only time I've probably done it. So they sit down, Sonny gives the official four one one on her boo to Neve and Max. According to Sunny, Jameson models for request modeling agency is what she calls it <laughs> and this is the greatest this this just is so funny to me he is also going to online medical school to become an anesthesiologist <laughs> now remember I mentioned a few minutes before ner- Sunny is a nursing student meaning she should be versed in the medical industry medical field she, depending on what part in her her schooling she's in, she should be, like, doing rotations in hospitals or, like, clinicals and stuff. She should know better that online medical school is not a thing. You cannot become a doctor online. Maybe there's lectures you listen to online, but you are not doing, like, there is no University of Phoenix for doctors. <laughs> It is not like getting an MBA online. It's not like getting you know a master's in in whatever online. Especially to be an anesthesiologist. Like an anesthesiologist is the person that deals with your anesthesia and is like making sure that you don't die from going under during surgery. They're like one of the highest paid specialties in medicine. And you sh- and if your if your anesthesiologist got their degree online you better ask for a different anesthesiologist because they're probably not a doctor. (laughs) So just that really sends me and I never forget about it. And then to add on top of his modeling and his online anesthesiologist classes, he also is a cue card writer for the Chelsea Lately show, which when I heard Chelsea Lately, that really took me back to 2012. So it's just such a 2012 like Time capsule. It's it's very obvious from an outsider that this sounds like complete bullshit. Especially knowing, especially being older and realizing like how much time all of those things take. Like it's very clear a young person is coming up with these lies. Somebody who has no idea about the like time strengths and like how long it takes to do these things, how hard it is to do these things. Just like it's. It really, really makes me laugh when you listen to this and then see Sonny is just nom, nom, yum 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 eating that shit up. When Sonny is explaining this cue card stuff, Neve is kind of like, well, why would he do that? I mean, these guys, the producers and people working here can tell you, like, those people don't make great money. And Sonny says, well, no, his real money comes from modeling. And Max kind of plays along like, yeah, you know, those models make a lot of money. I love Max because he's constantly, like, you know he smells bullshit from a mile away, but he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll play along. (laughs) And last bit, uh, Neve asks Sunny, oh, do you think you could teach Jameson a thing or two? And Sunny, our little freak, she goes, oh, I was a gymnast for ten years. Oh, alright, get it, girl, get it, I won't shame you then Sunny triples down on her certainty that Jameson is real. She feels it in her soul she says and in the eight months they've talked she has not had her guard up once. Big Leah Messer vibes. (laughs) You know I'm kind of getting the idea maybe Sunny falls quickly maybe she's a little bit of a hopeless romantic you know and and I get it she doesn't want to believe that this could be not true, because it probably makes her feel amazing. And then they are showing pictures of Jameson to Neve, and like I said, he's very, very conventionally attractive, very much a model type. Honestly, him being a model, this guy, this picture of a guy being a model is probably the most believable thing in the whole story. And then as, of course, they're looking at the pictures, Jameson texts Sunny, and says, I love you. You're okay, boo-boo. And, you know, then we see different text messages exchanging between them. You know, I'll always love you. Little poop emojis. You know, that type of stuff. They continue looking at more pictures. And then this is another interesting thing that comes up. We don't see the picture. And Neve comments, who's that beautiful blonde? Then Sonny says, those are Jameson's sisters. He has three. And that's when she just kind of casually drops that, uh, you know, that's, they all died in the car crash. And Neve goes, what? Talk about some bad luck. And so, um, Sonny says that's a conversation they don't really talk about, they always steer clear of. I wonder why. So then Max, Neve, and Max leave and (laughs) as soon as they leave Max is like, that's, all this shit is over the top. This kid is, is full of bullshit, for sure. So, you know Max, our king, he smells the bullshit afoot, no matter what. They go back to their hotel and hit the Googles, because essentially what is catfish except Googling for people and giving them plane tickets and rental cars. And so they begin searching for just RJ King, because Sonny had said that most of his friends call him RJ, and a lot shows up in their Google search. They click on an article and it appears to be like an interview with him. I'm very curious what that interview was for. but. The big kicker and what they find out in that interview is that RJ mentions he has two sisters who are, present tense, are great soccer players at Auburn University. And his other sister was named an academic All-American at the time of the interview. So, RJ, this person, does have three sisters and they're very, very much alive. What's funny is Max then goes like, well, you know, maybe he like has three other sisters who died so maybe there's six in total which you know clearly is not the case but i i appreciate them giving her the benefit of the doubt so then they look up the production company for chelsea lately because they want to see does this guy actually work for the production company doing cue cards and they ask the person on the phone they're they're going under the guise that they're looking for a reference for RJ or Jameson King, and according to the person that they talk to, they have no record of a person working there with that name. And so, this is another funny part that I, and <laughs> you, I, it always sticks with me, and I remember a lot, is they're on the phone, and they are saying, yeah, this person described that their duties were, like, writing cue cards, kind of, like, production assistant type of stuff and the woman on the phone goes I don't think we've ever used cue cards on this show and that's that little detail just says so much about how m- how much this is bullshit and I, it always sticks with me, I love it just that little detail and a little fun fact about the Chelsea Laley show she never used cue cards, must have had a teleprompter <laughs> so then after all this googling and finding stuff out they actually call Jameson and he picks up and you know obviously because it's a tv show he's picking up and the voice of the person on the so- sound bleh, the voice of the person on the phone sounds very young like like a young teenage boy and so Neve explains that he is a friend of Sonny, and it's so funny seeing how this played out so long after it originally aired because who would just agree to meet up with a person who randomly calls them <laughs> saying, hey, I'm friends with Sonny, your online girlfriend. Like, it kind of blows the lid right away on this whole surprising aspect that they wanted to make catfish seem like. So, that just was a little tidbit I found funny. But anyways, Neve is back on the phone, and Jameson says that, you know, he's just hanging out and shopping in Paris. (laughs) Neve explains to him he's interested in helping him and Sonny connect in person, Jameson says he lives in LA and so then Neve asks him if he ever comes to New York City for work and that's because Neve says that's where he's from and Jameson of course says yeah he does actually a lot he does actually come to New York a lot because of work and it's funny to see Neve kind of starts to press him to see where he's actually stayed in New York and Neve goes oh I'm from the Upper West Side so where do you usually stay the Upper West Side is in Manhattan Jameson says, Manhattan. <laughs> and Eve goes, well, yeah, like, the Upper West Side is in Manhattan. What part of Manhattan do you usually stay in? And the call drops out. <laughs> Max immediately says, he sounds like he has braces and is 14 years old. I agree. And then they call back, and they do reach him. They kind of have a little bit of hard time, like, hearing each other. I don't know if that's just the catfish trying to play it off, like he's got bad reception in Paris or something but they make the plans to meet and conveniently, Jameson this jet setting you know, New York to Paris to LA is conveniently going to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama to come home and visit some friends. What are the chances? He's just, you know, had it in his time to come to Tuscaloosa (laughs) Then Neve ends the call by saying Bonsoir (laughs) And Jamison has no idea. Jamison does not know what he's saying because he's not in Paris and doesn't know French. <laughs> so they get off the phone. You know, I think, I think Neve was fine in terms of like pressing him, not being too much of an asshole. Max says he wasn't a big enough asshole, but, which is kind of funny because there's been reports and news that have come out, allegedly, that Neve. Or, yeah, that Neve is kind of an asshole and has been an asshole in his past to women and thing people that he went to school with, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> also, this whole, like, New York thing made me laugh because I'm like, if this had happened today when you could easily, like, pull up Google Maps on your phone and I was that catfish, I would have been like, whoop, New York City, zoom in on Manhattan, find it, uh, A neighborhood a couple cross streets like I've never even been to New York City and I could have been convincing Sunny that my family had lived there for generations if if this was me but also probably that technology wasn't there (laughs) next they meet up with Sunny and some of her friends at a store and they're shopping and they tell her they're gonna go meet Jameson in person so she's super excited her friends are excited for her too and they'll so they help her find a new dress Neve asks her friends what their opinion is on this whole thing, and one of them says it thinks it's they think it's weird that she could be so head over heels for someone that she doesn't even know. And her other friend is really worried that, like, ultimately her heart's gonna be broken and this will be a major letdown. Uh, these friends are very nice and probably have much harsher things to say, but don't. Um, and so, freaking the sheets, Sunny, she comes out of the dressing room and she goes, I hope Jameson just wants to rip it right off of me. (laughs) Hey, get it girl! So finally, after the shopping, they go to a restaurant and Neve and Max break the news to Sunny that like this story just isn't adding up. The sisters thing especially, you know, Sunny is kind of like, well, why would I ask about that? It seems very insensitive and once again, she's doubling, tripling down on the sisters being dead. And I get it. You know, she's like, why would somebody lie about that? That is a very shitty thing to lie about. And then they bring up the cue cards. She says, oh, whatever, that's a minor thing. She kind of stammers like, uh, 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 through that. And then Sonny kind of says, you know, well, it's insensitive to Google this stuff. Why would I just think that someone's lying to me? You know, and then she says, I've seen the billboard pictures of him. I've seen pictures of him in a magazine. So, clearly Sonny doesn't know that people can steal pictures all the time, but okay. You know, I can see maybe how she's, she's finding this believable. Later on, while they're getting ready to leave and Sonny is packing, her sister, Summer, co- comes over and they are going to talk about that she is going to meet Jameson in Alabama. Sonny said she's not, she's concerned that it won't go over well, and then they come over, Sonny smacks her boobs, her sister's boobs, saying she got the goods. If my sisters did that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? But anyways, uh, Sonny tells her that she is going to see Jameson, and her sister is not happy. She's like, don't tell me about this. It's weird and awkward. I was talking to him first. Her sister said she thought that she was going to have a relationship with him, which I was like, I thought she mentioned she only was talking to him for a few days before Summer was. Or, I'm sorry, Summer was only talking to him a few days before Sunny was. So, I think there's more to this than just like, oh, I started talking to that guy I saw on your friends list. And so, they kind of leave on bad terms and her sister is like, don't call me, don't text me about this. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm sure... Summer was quite happy and had a lot of I told you so's once she came back for her sister. They take to the rental car and they show some very old screenshots of like old Garmin GPS things and they drive to Tuscaloosa. Sunny then says, they get a little snippet of her saying she thinks that her sister is unhappy for her because people are just jealous of other people's happiness, which... She's not wrong, I mean so they stop somewhere so Sunny can get ready in that weird yellow dress she bought, and her hair, she always puts in this tiny little ponytail. She needs to just wear it down. It looks cute. And then they drive to where Jameson gave them their ad- his address and you can tell Sonny was not expecting such modest homes. You know, it it from what it looks like is this person lives in like a small carriage house or something. And so you can tell Sonny is like, What? I was expecting, like, McMansions in a subdivision. And so as soon as she kind of realizes her surroundings, she's like, <laughs> They walk up to the door. You know, their anxiety is definitely high at this point, and Sunny now thinks something is going to go wrong, and it definitely seems like, you know, this ain't what she signed up for. And they knock on the door. It takes a while for people to come out. I don't know if that was just, like, an editing thing, and... Sonny then says, this doesn't seem like where he would be, we're in bumfucked Egypt. And you can tell Sonny is now starting to get mad. Then Max says, he's having Silence of the Lambs flashbacks, which, <laughs> oh, he's my favorite still to this day. So finally the door opens and someone walks out. Bum bum boom! It's a girl! <laughs> and she says, it's me, Jameson. Sonny is obviously shocked. Neve then says, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> this girl and Neve, they confirm that they did spe- speak on the phone, that that's who he was talking to. And obviously she is not a man. Sonny then asks, am I being punked? Which is another great like time capsule of, of this episode. And so we get introduced to this person and her name is Chelsea and says, I don't know. What do you want to know? <laughs> Chelsea explains that she was being bullied on Facebook and started it, started this profile as a way to get revenge on the girl, and then it became more than she intended, which is a pretty common origin story for catfishes. She's been doing it for about four years with a bunch of other people, her sister, Sonny's sister, Summer, included. Then Sunny starts on her many ugh, disgusting questions about Chelsea's sexuality, this did not age well chelsea you know doesn't dress very like quote feminine she she has her hair up in like a bun she doesn't have makeup on she's got a t-shirt and basketball shorts on she's you know bigger stature so um of course Sonny starts throwing out well you're a lesbian Chelsea explains that she played soccer with Jameson's sister. And so that's how she knows him. He is actually a model. So like I said, that is the actual believable thing about that guy. And Neve asks if she's sorry about doing this. And so this is kind of where Chelsea loses people. And she says she understands that people's feelings are hurt. But the reason that they're doing this whole catfishing thing is to end it. So it's not really like so apologetic. And I can see why Sonny gets mad about that, but she starts, like, saying some really gross stuff and Sonny's like, no, she's not sorry because she has a personality disorder. She must have multiple personalities to do this. Oh, God. And it just, a lot of the shit she says. And then Sonny goes on, you must be a lesbian or something. Chelsea says nothing was ever emotional. Sonny then says, "You may look like a fool, but Chelsea is going to look ten times worse." And then, this is another really funny part. Sonny goes, "You are so lucky there are cameras around filming this because I would want to take you out back." And Chelsea goes, "Oh yeah, because I'm twice your size." What a great response! Like seriously, Sonny, shut up. Sonny says that Chelsea needs to go to a psych ward and that she's a mental person and she must wake up every day going, "Am I Chelsea today? Am I RJ? Who am I? What did this girl do to piss you off so bad? Did she not sleep with you?" This didn't age well. She, I'm under. I understand Sonny is angry. She's shocked, but like, this isn't. This looks. This is so nasty to hear. And like, I know it was 2012, so like. But still, it was 2012. Like, we weren't in the dark ages. Um, Sunny then says she's going to find a way to fuck her over. (laughs) And says she's done and walks away. At that point, Chelsea doesn't have anything else to say. So they just kind of end the interaction there. And then the next day, Neve and Max go back over to Chelsea's house to talk to her. And Chelsea kind of, I think, after that has had some time to talk or some time to think about this. And I'm sure there was a big adrenaline rush (laughs) talking about that. And she says she knows it's hard to say the truth like that, and it's hard to admit she did those things to those per- that person. And then she kind of explains that she was bullied in high school and was called a lot of mean names, like the D word, I'm not going to say that, lesbian, fat ass, you know, kids are, Oh, kids are so fucking cruel. It's like, ugh, and seriously, it's like, I hate it. And she said this bullying caused her to miss out on a lot of things from school, like dances, sporting events, that type of stuff. Neve then asks, well, maybe did you do this? Because this is something that gave you control. And, you know, that it does get better. And he was bullied a lot in high school. And, you know, sometimes you just have to have the perspective of, like, you have so much success in these online relationships, partly because you are a good friend. And if you let that part out that is just you and show that to the world you'll probably be able to find some really good people who are your friends and chelsea said she never really thought of it like that so i thought that was a nice kind of way to not villainize chelsea and you know chelsea then says she does feel obligated to talk to sunny she does acknowledge she kind of like screwed her over for eight months and definitely now seems a lot more apologetic we go back to Sunny, and she's definitely still angry. She says she's confused. You know, Chelsea is ready to talk to her, and Sunny just wants answers. I mean, what's funny is Sunny says she's more concerned about being humiliated, and it's like, oh, girl, you've you've done that to yourself enough. <laughs> so then Sunny and Chelsea meet on their own, and she just wants to know why. Why her, and why she would do something and be someone she's not. And Chelsea explains that Sunny was kind of like a sense of security for her. I think maybe being able to talk to someone, and have someone that's always there to listen and to respond back to a text. Chelsea says she wouldn't say that she's out, but if people ask her, she would say, yes, I'm bisexual. Sunny, surprisingly, or at least maybe they edited it out, didn't, I think she didn't let her homophobia spray as much. Chelsea does say, yes. Yeah, she was physically attracted to Sonny, and she does care about her, but knows that Sonny won't care about her at all after this. And Sonny surprisingly says, well, I can't just kick you out of my life totally. We have become so close. She's like, I'm just going to have to change your name from Jamison to Chelsea. Sonny then continues to say, well, they've came this far, so there must be a reason for them to be connected somehow. Which is very honestly surprising. I was expecting Sonny to be like, lose my number. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> so then Neve asks Chelsea if she has any last words and Chelsea just says apologizes. Chelsea just says she apologizes and she knows she was definitely the one at fault. And then they take a group picture together. <laughs> and then a year later they catch up with them. Chelsea started an organization for helping kids who have been bullied. So that's great. I'm really happy for her. She looks happy and then she said it feels like her life has changed a lot since coming clean, and this is the only profile she uses. She and Sunny are still friends, and um, they talk some. Sunny stopped talking to people online, and now has a real boyfriend. I tried to find her on Instagram. Her, From what I assume is her, she's married and her profile is private, so, you know, good for Sunny. Then... <laughs> Neve actually has Sonny and the real Jameson meet over Skype. And they kind of banter. Sonny tells him he's just as gorgeous. And I think RJ was, was kind of into it. I think he was like, oh, this girl's cute. <laughs> so that's kind of where the episode ends. And just, God, it's, it was a really funny, funny first dive into this show. Because, as you know, more and more crazy shit happens in the show. And, God, I don't even know what season they're on now. But I really just enjoy this episode, because it's a, like I said before, it's a great capsule of just all great things Catfish. Unbelievable stories, you know, model-like pictures, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I mean, what gets better than that? So, and then I wanted to kind of, like, tie this in a little bit to the Manti Teo stuff that has recently been coming back around. There was a Netflix two-part documentary, um, On the series Untold about Manti Teo who is the college football player from back in 2009 to 2013. He played for Notre Dame in Indiana and was a very 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 good football player and he had an online girlfriend that he did not know was real and that girlfriend he found out died well according to the catfish died. And he found out that she had died the same day as his grandmother, which is a huge, devastating loss. And a big thing in the news at that time was that Manti Teo was dedicating his senior year season to his deceased grandmother and girlfriend, and then what happens is this person reemerges and messages Manti saying, oh, they are not actually dead, and... Once this kind of leaks out into the media, it becomes a really big scandal about Manti Teo possibly making this up, you know, having a fake girlfriend, which when you watch the documentary, you realize that wasn't the case at all. And actually he was being catfished. And an interesting part and what kind of ties this in and a more kind of like meta thought about all this catfishing and the timing of it in our culture is that they ask Manti Teo Did you think at the time somebody could be pretending to be somebody else? You know, did you know that someone could be catfishing you? And he explains to himself, like, that concept... (coughs) Excuse me. That concept wasn't around in 2009. And I don't mean to say that as people weren't pretending to be people they aren't on the internet until after 2009. Because it was long... I mean, since the dawn of the internet, people have been pretending to be someone they aren't. I mean, we are still doing a form of that through our social media however it was very interesting that at that time conceptually there was not this idea that we could easily wrap our mind around that people are online creating relationships very intimate deep relationships with people that they have never met they don't talk to on skype or see video chats of that type of stuff and man explains that and it really makes a lot of sense when we tie it back to also Sonny, and this is kind of why I want to give my devil's advocate moment for Sonny, in that she is the first episode of Catfish. Before that, we only see, really in our media, the only thing we've seen of ne- of Catfishing is Neve's documentary about him being Catfished, and that came out in 2010. So after the Manti Teo stuff, and then Also, I don't think it was very easily accessible to get that documentary in 2010 or 2012 when they're filming the Catfish TV show. So it's, it's interesting, like there really isn't this word, catfishing, for us as a society to conceptualize this process of being duped online by someone who you think you're falling in love with or have a relationship with. So it's, it's interesting. And I'm part of what I really like about reality TV is making those connections and seeing how culture has kind of changed over such long periods of time because of reality TV. Now, catfishing is such a ubiquitous term and we know it for everything. I mean, my parents know what catfishing is. My, you know, like it's, it's such a common term now. And especially in internet culture, so seeing a bit of of this show from a time where we really weren't quite understanding the term is very interesting, and we also see it with Manti Teo, and, you know, how it really affected him and his career trajectory, eh, I'll I'll say it kind of affected his career trajectory. I think it messed with his mental health quite a bit, and that really fucked with his career, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) I'm... fuck, we're almost at an hour. Uh, It's just, that was very interesting to me. So I recommend too, if you find that story interesting, go check out the Untold series on Netflix and check out the um, episode about Manti Teo. Also, if you're a sports fan, that Untold is a really good series just about like different sports scandals and sports news over the years. And I really enjoy it. So anyways, I think that's it. (laughs) I've been talking for so long and i thank you. Thank you again if you listen to this. Um, Upcoming in a couple of weeks, I want to talk about Plathville. Welcome to Plathville. The season four just ended a few weeks ago. Probably a month ago at this point. But man, it was explosive. Lots of shit happened. And that family, like I mentioned in the first episode, talk about the destruction of a family on TV. Very good TV. Then also Sister Wives comes back next Sunday. Woo! 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 Let's do it. We got other TV happening. There's um, some shit flying on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And who knows? Maybe I'll find some, some old episodes again to, to watch. You know, I'm thinking, shit, anyone remember True Life from MTV? That was some good shit. God, I'm thinking of some like old MTV shows, like the real world. And then also some new shit. God, just... Possibilities are endless. Also, there's stuff on Netflix like The, the Love is Blind after the altar shit is, is looking really good. Um, so yeah. Let's end it there. Thank you again for listening. Go and give us, good me, a follow on at Adventures in Reality TV with a period in between each word, or if you just search Adventures in Reality TV, you will find us. Come check that out. I try and keep the stories coming, um, and I post occasionally, so... Yeah, I appreciate everyone for listening again. Be good to each other. Don't be an asshole. Bye! This has been a production of C Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures and Reality TV.